0: Hello, and welcome to episode four of Hidden Hobbies. I am your host, Hannah, and today um, I'm super just flying, flying by the seat of my pants because, um, you know, uh, last week, as some of you may know, I finally had my first guest which was so exciting um for for me and for the show because you know that's kind of the point and um well because I was so excited about having a guest I um I forgot that I had to get another one uh for this week so <laughs> um you know live and learn uh as as they say um don't worry, I, I do have a guest lined up for next week, but for this week, for today, you guys are stuck with just me. Just me rambling about a thing that uh, I like, because honestly, I will probably never run out of things to talk about if I'm being completely straightforward, if this show turns out to have absolutely no guests i think i'll, I'll still miraculously have content so woohoo! <laughs> all right um if you haven't listened to hidden hobbies before if you were listening to the radio and suddenly heard the voice of a scared and confused girl it's uh hidden hobbies and hidden hobbies is a show where um hopefully eventually uh we talk about things that we like. And I say we because there should be a guest, but there isn't. I, 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 uh, I need to, to market more. That's not the word. Whatever the word is. I need, to, I need to get the word out. I need to find some guests. So if you know anyone uh, in the area, perhaps someone who goes to the school, to, to, uh, to the school, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying like this school. Uh, let them know, you know, let them let them know. Anyway, that's enough begging for guests. Hello. This is a show where we talk about things that we like, things that are kind of under the radar, things that make us happy. And things that we want to share with the general population or just talk about. Because sometimes just talking about something, whether someone's listening or not, is really fun. And uh, I, at least I think it's pretty fun. I'm doing it. So, <laughs> okay. Let's jump in. Hello. Today... Uh, I have decided I'm going to talk about my, honestly, like in my top 10 favorite video game list, my top 10 favorite video games of all time. Uh, I don't know where it ranks in that top 10 list, but it's there. I'm going to talk today about Professor Layton. Layton. I can't, it's Layton. I don't want to enunciate the T too much because that's kind of like a, sounds a little weird. And anyway, Professor Layton, Layton, Late I can't say that word. Anyway, not important. Professor Layton is, um, or was, I guess, a video game series from like, I think the first game came out in like 2007. And the last game came out around 2014. There's a spinoff game that came out in 2017 And and whatever. Anyway. Professor Layton uh, came out mainly on the DS, if you remember the DS, and then it uh, kind of transitioned into the 3DS as the 3DS era came upon us. And now there are actually remasters for your phone, for mob- as mobile apps. So um, you can get them work. You you can you can still play them to this day. They're still they're still very good and very fun. They're in my top ten. I love Professor Leighton. So huh let's let's get some backstory here like why why professor layton like what where where what is it about why did i start playing it let's find out um well professor layton uh again came out in like the first game came out in 2007 so obviously as a six-year-old in 2007 I I didn't play it. I did not play this video game when I was six, but I did play it when I was in middle school when the like last more recent games were coming out. And um, that's when I started playing them. Uh, And I started playing them because my mom actually got a couple of the games and played them in her free time. And I was like, whoa, those games look super hard can I play? And then when I was too little, she'd be like, no, Hannah, you, you, you can't. And then when I got to middle school, she was like, honestly, I think you'll be better at these than me, <laughs> which is yeah, sarcasm. But um, anyway, but by the time I got to middle school, I was, you know, cognitive enough to play them. And you're probably going, Hannah, how cognitive do you have to be to play a DS game? Um, <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. Professor Layton is um, a sort of visual novel video game, similar to a lot of like um, video games about. Uh, it's similar to. I don't have an example. Anyway, it's kind of a visual novel, which is basically just a book that you hit the A button a lot to get through dialogue uh, or like a comic or something. So it's characters talking to other characters and then you you learn about the story through interacting with different characters in the game. It's, It's pretty fun, honestly. But I don't Think that Professor Layton is actually a visual novel because there is a certain amount of gameplay that is required. Visual novels tend to just be kind of talk to people, ask questions, um, answer the questions correctly, uh, learn more about the world and the story, and usually it's a mystery or something. Professor Layton. In order to advance the plot, you don't just talk to people. You do talk to a lot of characters, but the whole shtick of the game is um, puzzle solving, uh, which is uh, puzzle solving in the sense of logic puzzles, not like um, jigsaw puzzles. So throughout the entire game, every character. If you, like, ask for information, like, oh, how did this happen? They go, hmm, I could tell you, but instead you should solve this puzzle for me first. And then you solve a logic puzzle. And to probably a lot of the listeners, that sounds absolutely miserable. Why would I want to read a book where at every turn I have to think? Uh, Which is fair. (laughs) Which is fair. But if you like... Solving puzzles, it does kind of ease you into it. So the first couple of puzzles are super easy. You feel like a genius. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm so good at solving riddles. Um, And then you get invested in the story, and then you like want to know what happens in the story as the puzzles get progressively harder. (laughs) So you're like in in the final battle, and the final battles in Professor Layton are usually puzzle battles. Super intense, I know. And you're like, I have to know what happens next, but I don't know how much Sam makes on his allowance. (laughs) Um, So, and then you have a mental breakdown, cry, leave the game alone for a while, inevitably just Google the answer. Yes, but I would like to point out that when I played all the games, I was in middle school and my family still did not have at least unlimited Internet, which meant I could not use the Internet. So I couldn't use the Internet in middle school. So I had whenever I wanted to answer, like solve Whenever I, whenever I was super stuck in a puzzle and I needed to find the answer, like I just had to look it up, I would go to my grandma's house and get on her computer and look it up. I have vivid memories of wanting to go to grandma's house just so that I could figure out the answer to the puzzle because I had to finish it. <laughs> That's dedication that I probably don't have anymore. Um, so <laughs> I, oh my goodness. So yeah the whole like idea of the game is solving a mystery learn like learning about characters in the story through solving puzzles so some of the it's puzzles of every shape and size it could be like a magic square puzzle if you know what that is it's like every um row horizontally and vertically and diagonally have to equal the same number when you add them or multiply them together i think it's add them when you add them together and you're like okay what number do they have to be so you have to like you know uh Uh, discern that and and use deductive reasoning and it's actually really fun um it's um a lot of the logic puzzles are really creative and fun when you think of a logic puzzle you probably think of that like one day in math class when your math teacher gave you a worksheet that was like a logic puzzle math you know like it'd be like this person goes here and this person or like maybe you think about clue Um, you know, deducing, like, who can and can't be in what place at what time, which there is definitely some of that in Professor Layton. But a lot of the puzzles are magic squares to, I don't think there's any um, Sudoku, at least not in the main game, to I can't think of puzzle names, to, like, those basic um, logic puzzles to trick puzzles to um like sliding puzzles so get this key to the end of this you know square when you have to like move random pieces to like move the key and I don't know how to describe it but those are always really fun because you don't really have to think you just have to move the pieces until it fits you should think but as a middle schooler when I first played them I I did not I did not think I've just got upset (laughs) to like chess ones and split this board evenly or pick out this book with only one move or make this dog into a cactus or with moving one match or that didn't make sense. But anyway, (laughs) so all the puzzles are very unique and they're fun and they make you feel really smart when you complete them. There's like that little like rush of, ah, I did it! Like when you play a mobile game, except you're using your brain and it's actually really good for you. On top of that, I would say that the plot line of every Professor Layton game, save maybe one of them, is just immaculate. I, I love the, the way the story progresses and I love where it ends up. Um, I love I love the finales and the and just the overall aesthetic of the game is really good. Okay, so Professor Layton um, follows the main character you play as, um, believe it or not, Professor Layton, <laughs> uh, Professor Herschel Layton. He's a professor of archaeology at, I don't remember the name of the, the school he teaches at somewhere in London. I'm pretty sure it's a fictional school. A lot of things in Professor Layton are fictional, except for the fact that they live in England Yeehaw! He's a British professor, London exists, that's about all that's based in the real world. (laughs) Um, The time frame in which it's set is um, completely... um, uh, not real. I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of steampunk, but modern because there are cars, like modern cars, but there aren't phone, like cell phones. It, it's it's a whole thing. It's a very, I like the aesthetic a lot. It's very like cozy and mysterious. And um, anyway, it's my entire uh, personality into a video game series. So there are six Mainline games. Uh, I've played all six because I'm a nerd. I did not play them in order when I played them, which um, you'd think would hinder me, but honestly, it didn't. So, I honestly, you don't have to play them in order as long as you get the basic plot and characters, which they also kind of reintroduce the gameplay mechanics and the characters with every game. So, except for like the overarching story, especially in the prequel series. Um, you can pretty much pick up whatever game you decide. I, for one, started with the fifth game in the series. I started with the second to last game. And when I tell you I enjoyed it, I, I enjoyed it fully, even though I had no idea what was going on. I'm telling the truth. I enjoyed it fully, even though I really didn't know uh, who anyone was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I played... Um, But the first game I played was Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. And honestly, to this day, that one is still my favorite game. I'm really glad I started with that one because it sucked me in. Um, And I would say that that one is, at least in my opinion, like the best game in the series. And I started with it. So start with it. Do it. That one came out on the 3DS and was a part of the... Um, prequel trilogy. So there was the original trilogy of Professor Layton. The first game was Professor Layton and the Curious Village. The second one was Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box. And the third one was Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. If you're British, the names of those uh, last two are Professor Layton and Pandora's Box and Professor Layton and the Lost Future. I don't know why the titles are different. Don't ask me. And then after that, the mainline series came out. They did a prequel series where you meet some of the characters for the first time and it answers some questions you may have had. Not really. It's just kind of like a fun prequel series that happened before the events of the original trilogy. So everyone's the same, pretty much. No one's really that much younger. Not a lot of the world has changed. It's just um, because the last game in the original trilogy ended kind of really finally. Um, It's just a way for it to pick back up on the series without having to like answer the questions of where did this character go? Anyway, no spoilers. Maybe. (laughs) And then there was the prequel series, which began with Professor Layton and the Last Spectre, Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, which is the one that I played first, and Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. I still remember when the Azran Legacy came out, and I was like, I have to get it right now. (laughs) So I remember buying it when it was fairly new, which was kind of exciting. Um, I started with Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, and... I, the second game I played was Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box, which uh, for some reason I just started with the like two games right in the middle of, of the two trilogies. And again, it may be just because I started with them and I have that like internal bias of these are the games that I love um, because they're the first ones. But I would say that the two best games in the Professor Layton series are Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask and Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box. Um, I think all the games are great. Amazing. Uh, those two just stand out to me and like peak aesthetic Peak, you know engaging interest in the story the puzzles were also great but I don't think there's a game where the puzzles were particularly lacking so I can't really say that oh Curious Village had the best puzzles when I honestly don't remember all 200 puzzles that were in every game okay I'm not I'm not that smart <laughs> I don't have that enough room in my brain to remember every puzzle Uh, in every game and what game they appeared in Uh, but those two remain my favorite my a close third is unwound future that one is really good that one's probably tied with last specter for very different reasons and then following the last place again these are like equal last place would be the first one and the last one which sounds kind of like bad like the first one and last one aren't good that's not no, the first one and the last one are both very good. It's just compared to the other games in the series, they're not as, you know, they're, they're just, they don't reach, like, peak um, Professor Layton, like, I don't know, gameplay, aesthetic, story, kind of, I guess. Um, the first game, Professor Layton and the Curious village. It was finding its footing, kind of figuring out what it was. And I like to think of it as like core latent, very much like you. So the plot of Curious Village, I'll just give you a little synopsis, synopsis, whatever that word is. Um, the plot of that one is you start and you're driving in your little car with uh, your apprentice, Luke, who is this really annoying 11 year old boy. Um, Luke's job in the entire game is to go, what's that professor? Um, and get kidnapped, he's great. Anyway, <laughs> no, Luke is uh, charming in his own special way. Uh, so you're, you're right and driving in your car with your little apprentice and you're reading a map and your apprentice is going, I don't understand, professor. Why are you going to solve an inheritance dispute? Uh, I'll stop doing Luke's voice. That's exactly what it sounds like. Incredibly annoying and not really British. (laughs) So he's going to solve an inheritance dispute. So he's going to this mysterious town in the middle of nowhere called, um, uh, very creatively named Saint Mystere. Yep. Yep. Um... So you're going to Saint Myster because the, uh, a baron has died. The baron who like, I don't know, I'd say ruled the city, but that's not right. I don't know a lot about things, but the baron lived in the city and was like a super influential, everyone knew him, uh, things. Anyway, the baron died and his will said that he'd leave his entire inheritance to whoever found the golden apple. But no one has even heard of the golden apple and doesn't know what it is and doesn't know what's going on and wants money. So you're going to go to that mysterious little town, St. Mystere, to solve the mystery of the golden apple because you were requested to do so by a certain Lady Dahlia. Lady Dahlia um, wants wants the inheritance because I think she was married to the baron. I might be wrong. But they're definitely connected. Um, so you're going to solve an inheritance dispute. Find the golden apple and, you know, solve the mystery of the town and, and whatever. Because this lady requested you to do so. Now, at this point, you're probably going, Hannah, I thought you said that Professor Layton was a professor of archaeology. What? Yeah. So... By trade, he's a professor of archaeology, and we can only assume that he's that he teaches that he teaches classes. Although, he's never really at his job, um, and I don't. I I like to think that students take his class, and then he just never shows up. <laughs> he shows up one day. And they're like, who are you? (laughs) Like, who are you? He's like, I'm your professor. Like, oh, you haven't been here all semester. He's like, sorry, I was solving an inheritance dispute. Anyway, (laughs) sorry, I was saving the world. Anyway but so that's the first game so you're going the first game is very you're in one place you're in one town and you're exploring the town talking to the people slowly learning the mystery i'm not gonna spoil it for you um i think the twist is pretty good it's a very good twist um in every sense of twists that happen there are a couple uh it's very good and the ending is really sweet and um It's just a very solid, wholesome game. The reason it is in, like, nearly last place is because of all of the other games. Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box, as I know it here in America, is about... um, the professor gets a letter from an old mentor of his who tells him about the tale of a mysterious box that is said to kill anyone who opens it. And he gets this letter from his like mentor teacher guy, Dr. Schrader, I think is his name. And the doctor in this, in this letter tells Leighton, my curiosity has gotten the better of me. I need to open the box. If something should happen to me, um, I'm sending you this letter. Check on me, make sure I'm not dead. Pretty much, uh, maybe a little more professional than that, but that's what that was. So you start off the game by visiting Dr. Schrader because you haven't heard from him in a couple of days. After receiving the letter, and you're worried, so you go in and you and you you go you you go to Dr. Schrader's. Um, I don't know what to call it, apartment. Yeah, apartment. And you find him on the floor, <gasps> unconscious and presumably dead on the floor. He's uh, very much not breathing. On the floor, there's no box in sight, but I think it may have been in his hand, but I don't remember. There is a ticket to the Molentary Express in Dr. Schrader's hand. I think it's in his hand. I could be wrong, but there's a ticket that Dr. Schrader purchased for the Molentary Express. And the box is missing, the windows open, someone stole the box. Oh my goodness, and also Dr. Schrader's dead. That's also a thing. You call police over, things happen, whatever. You end up getting tickets yourself for this train to find out what it was that Dr. Schrader was pursuing and try to find an answer. Because um, a box that kills whoever opens it, that's mysterious why was he getting a train anyway the whole game is i love the aesthetic of this game i'm not i'm just going to point out you're going on a train to solve a mystery okay that's that's top That's top-tier murder on the Orient Express, kind of. But there isn't a murder that happens on this train. Uh, Spoilers? Um, This train, instead, you kind of learn kind of about its history and its past and a mysterious stop in in a phantom town. And you end up figuring out how to get to this phantom town. When you get to the phantom town, it's like hazy and nighttime and you've never heard of it before you've never seen it before there are people living there but according to all of the people there's a mysterious vampire who lives in the castle on the hill anyway peak aesthetic for diabolical box You both you're both on a mysterious train and you end up in a mysterious phantom town with a vampire incredible incredible i love it 10 out of 10 i'm spooked and i'm intrigued you know um it's a very good game not just because ooh it's spooky and it's got a cool aesthetic but also because um the twist there's always a twist in a Professor Layton game okay just expect the twist the twist at the end oh my goodness oh my goodness I'm I'm still crying I'm still crying about it to this day Um. yeah, whenever I I go back and play Diabolical Box, I always shed a couple of tears. Not as much as I did the first time I played it. But oh boy, please play that game. It's so good. It's so mm, immaculate. And I'm maybe saying this with a bias. I played these games in middle school, but I still love them. And, um, I, it was so good. And then Unwound Future happens and Unwound Future is also peak aesthetic with like time travel. You get a letter from Luke 10 years in the future. What? Luke 10 years in the future. Time travel doesn't exist. Um, and then you end up actually traveling to London 10 years into the future and trying to solve like what's happened like why are things the way that they are you know you go back to the present a couple times you go back to the future (laughs) back to the future um that one's super cool it's very much like steampunk dystopian future London and it's just really good again peak aesthetic amazing time travel also this one the twist in this one also made me sob uncontrollably 10 out of 10, Professor Leighton in the Unwound Future. 10 out of 10. Uh, I say as I rate it, third. Okay, it doesn't have... It wasn't the first one I played, okay? I think that was actually one of the last ones I played, aside from Azron Legacy. Anyway, and then you go to the prequel series, where we have Last Spectre, which um, this one was kind of a bringing back to the roots of Professor Leighton. Uh, kind very similar to the first game, Uh, Where, you know, you're exploring one kind of mysterious town with a mysterious happening, except it's not an inheritance dispute. It's a large specter attacking this town on foggy nights. Ooh, so spooky. Um, And so you're solving this. And this game is actually where you meet Luke um, and other things. This game, I don't remember. It wasn't this game that established this, but it was this game. Well, hmm yeah Luke's pretty much useless but it was established I don't maybe the maybe in the first game maybe in Curious Village that Luke could just like talk to animals why he could do this is you'd think would get explained in the prequel where you meet Luke but no in this game he just goes I can talk to animals and talks to like rats or something anyway Luke's only helpful when an animal has watched a crime and even then you can't prove it (laughs) Um, but in the series you also meet another character. Uh her name is Emmy. She's a super cool motorcycle not motorcycle scooter driving girl woman. Uh she's very good at self-defense, it's pretty pretty witty in her own right, um is good at kicking things. I don't know. She's pretty fun. I like Emmy. Um and so this game you meet, you both meet Emmy and Luke, and it's the whole adventure or whatever. Um, figuring out the Spectre. Uh, the twist of this game, uh, again, very reminiscent of the first game. Didn't exactly make me cry, but still very good and, and you know, um, very um, satisfying, I guess. And this game, I guess I should mention, I guess I don't have to mention it, but now that I think about it, I think is one of the only games that doesn't and aside from as legacy that doesn't end with um like <laughs> something kind of wholesome and sad i guess something that's more personal the the climax of that game was a little more uh physical than it was um like i guess like a uh, man against environment instead of man versus man kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not an English major anyway. I just now that I think about it, huh? Huh. Well, anyway. Um, and then of course my favorite game comes after that. Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. Oh my goodness! This game. This game was so good. Ah. Uh, okay. So this game is when the ga- when the series jumps into 3DS era of gaming, so it, everyone goes from their own 2D kind of drawings and models to animated 3D models, which is super cool. Um, does the game look kind of bad? Yes, but it came out for the 3DS in, like, 2011. Leave it alone. <laughs> I think it came out in 2012 in America, but that would have been 2011 in Japan when it came Anyway, so... Uh, It looks kind of bad, but it is very fun to see the Professor Leighton crew with like animated... I don't know what to call them. They're not sprites. Animated models. You can see their mouths moving, actually, and their different facial expressions and the way that they move. They have different, um, I guess, animations for for different emotions, which is really fun. Um, And uh, so this game is also in peak aesthetic of you have the 3d character models, but all of the backgrounds are still 2d, like really well drawn art that you can engage with in the background. And, um, so this game, the professor gets a letter again. It usually starts with the professor getting a letter um, from his old friend, Angela. They, they went to school together back in his hometown about a mysterious masked gentleman that's performing dark miracles all over their town of, did I forget the name? Yes, I did. Um, um, oh, what's the town called? Saint Mister, I think, was curious village. Um, Folsense was diabolical box. Um, Unknown future was just London. Last specter was Miss, Dollery, Miss Tollery, Miss Tollerie, and then miracle mask was. Why do I want to say st- Saint Saint again? Let me let me look. I'll I'll look it up later. Anyway, so in this town, and this town is kind of a. Um, it's very like carnival themed. It's is a it's a desert town. So it's an it the town was built in an oasis in the middle of a desert. So everything's kind of like very much tourist attractions party carnival a little spooky think of like um what a spooky carousel song sounds like that's the vibe of the whole town lots of streamers and clowns and masks and and just the whole vibe it's very it's very cool i like it a lot um And so in this town, this again mysterious masked gentleman is performing dark miracles on tourists. Um, And by dark miracles, it means he shows up kind of randomly, walks on air somehow, and like turns people into horses or statues. Um, I don't know, we don't know why, (laughs) Um, but it's very troubling. The town is losing a lot of revenue because, you know, it's a tourist town. It doesn't have a lot going for it. Um, the fact that it's they have water, that's in a desert. Yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of the worry. Angela is married to, I think his name is Henry. Um, they were both friends of... The professor, when they were in high school, they got married uh, and they're kind of the, I don't know what to call them. The rich people, what look over the town, maybe like mayor, but not. Anyway, they um, they're kind of it's their town, kind of, pretty much and um Angela obviously contacts the professor and is very troubled and worried she's like I don't know why this mass gentleman is doing this I don't know what's going on I need you to help me figure it out because um, the professor is very well known for solving mysteries because what else would a professor of archaeology do other than solve mysteries in his free time and anyway my as on top of just the great aesthetic of like mysterious dark miracles, carnival, party town, oasis, desert things, um, this game I love so much because it switches back and forth between the present day and the past, so at the end of your first day in Ms. Tollery, the professor confides in Luke and Emmy and talks about his past, which we honestly don't know that much about straight up. So it's really, really interesting and so fun because we actually get to go in to the professor's past to when he was just a wee 17-year-old. Oh my little 17-year-old Leighton and his little friends from high school. it uh, um, And so that's just really cool and fun, fun in and of itself. And um, the... So we get kind of a backstory, Professor and his really and his best friend, um his name was Randall, and Randall's girlfriend Angela, and um Randall's family servant was Henry. Yeah. Um at least I think that's his name. I might be getting it wrong. Um, but anyway, so it's the kind of flashback where we learn about these characters, and so the professor was always a very quiet, bookish type. He was never that interested in archaeology. He was kind of like, I'll be an English major, probably. (laughs) But his best friend, Randall, was like a total Indiana Jones nerd. He was like, no risk, no glory. Let's go discover ancient ruins. And they straight up did. And so it's this fun back to back between present day and solving the present day mysteries and going back to Leighton's past to learn more about that. And, you know, these characters that are involved in this story and kind of what happened, and it's a really fun, like, puzzle-solving dungeon crawler kind of thing uh, when you go back into the past because you're exploring some old Azron ruins um, with Randall. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, it's great. I love the, the juxtaposition between the two, the two stories. I love the gameplay going from point-and-click adventure and puzzle-solving to kind of, like, a Zelda-esque Thing you don't fight monsters, but you do. Um, you do solve like little. I don't know what to call them. You solve little room puzzles to get past each room in the, in the ruins in the quote-unquote dungeon, um, which is super fun. And there are little cutscenes all throughout this game and through all of the other games, in fact. But the cutscenes in this game are super, are super good. Because anyway, I love this game a lot. Um, but you know, of course, the twist at the end, amazing. The heartfeltness, amazing. It's, it's all, it's all there. It's all in the like, mister- exploring mysterious town, learning about the past, learning about the present, the, the mysterious, the, the truth behind the mysterious happenings, and the like heartfelt, I'm sobbing at the end. It's great. I love that game so much. Play. Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask because it is just so juicy. I love it so much. And then we have Azuron Legacy, and I would talk about this game more. But this game honestly is one game that kind of hinges on the other two games in the prequel trilogy um, because it's the finale of Professor Layton pretty much. So they went big, they went bold, and it's a it's a pretty good ending. Could it have been better? of course, but I liked the ending when I played it. Looking back on it, I maybe don't, you know, cherish it as much as the other games just because of a couple decisions and twists that were like, okay. Um, And mostly just because throughout most of Professor Layton, the idea is like, there is a mysterious, seemingly magical happening happening that eventually gets solved with logic or whatever the Professor Layton series calls science logic. There's a it's it tries to remain grounded and it's reasoning for things happening. And that's what makes it so interesting. You're like, there's a huge specter that appears in the fog. And then the real answer is, I'm not going to tell you, but it makes enough sense for you to go. Yeah, that's that could happen or I guess in this beard mysterious world from no age you know um, but in this game in particular they kind of break that rule especially toward the end where it kind of is just like magic which uh, again I guess you could kind of pass it off as just super advanced ancient technology but if you've played it or if you will play it, you'll see what I mean in the kind of just, okay, I guess magic. <laughs> um, yay. But I, for one, was too enamored in the story and, like, all the chaos that was going on to, like, really think about the implications of that at the time so I'd say it's still a really good game and definitely worth your time. Again it kind of branches away from the exploring one town and like learning about the people in that one town because it wanted to be a finale so it has you explore a bunch of different towns. The only downside to that is you don't really get the whole extent. Of each village, it's kind of you solve one mystery within each town, and it doesn't feel as grounded. Or uh, there are some other things, but I, I don't, know I did, I did like Azeron The Azeron Legacy, the music is still top tier. The music is top tier in all of the games. The story kept me engaged. The puzzles were obviously great. Um, there are just a couple little things that were like, okay, I see why they did that, but they didn't have to. I would say like Unwound Future is, um, as far as ending goes, the better of the two endings and is the real ending uh, for the Professor Layton series if you're going in chronological order. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Azeron Legacy is obviously, like, last place, but it would be first place, honestly, if it was any other series, is what I'm saying. So it's got, like, a couple of flaws, I would say. The other Professor Layton games in my beautiful, rose-colored, nostalgia-colored glasses um, are perfect, <laughs> maybe not perfect. There, nothing is perfect. But I love them to death. The story is great. The aesthetic is great. The draw, the art is great. The character design is great. The music is amazing. I still listen to the music to this day. Whenever I'm either having a crisis or I'm doing homework, usually both. Um, the music is great. I love the characters. They're so well, like they're so likable. Even annoying little Luke and. Th- whatever i still like would protect him with my life you know like i hate this character but but hey don't be mean to him hey um so that's that you meet other characters of course some characters you meet in multiple games a lot of characters you just meet for the one respective game um and yeah so it's um it's a whole series so I get it if you don't want to play. My recommendation for you as the listener, if you haven't played a Professor Layton game before, you can get, I believe, the original trilogy as a mobile app on your phone. I think it costs money. No, I, I know that it costs money, but it is cheaper than buying the DS game, and it's remastered. Anyway, that's just my little two cents... Um, And if you're going to download any of the games, my recommendation would be to play Diabolical Box and see if you like it. And if you like it, go play Curious Village and then play Unwound Future, because if you don't play all three... You have, to, you, have to, you at least have to play Unbound Future last, okay? You can play the other two whenever you want. But I personally think Diabolical Box is a little more engaging and will keep you wanting to come back. Uh, and then when you're attached to the characters in the story, you'll go play Curious Village. Curious Village, I think, is perhaps the driest of all of the Layton games. Um, but I think it's got a lot of heart. And I think it's still really fun. So the the difference between Curious Village being the driest game, but the most like, you know, Professor Leighton-esque and Azeron Legacy being the most like action packed game and just a little less Leighton-esque uh, is a thing for those to kind of fall into. Um, depending on your preferences. I would recommend Diabolical Box first. And if you miraculously still have your 3DS, you can play Miracle Mask. I think you can download it on the eShop. Um, that's my recommendation. Do I recommend these games? Obviously, I've talked about them for like 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, they absolutely made my middle school, early high school life. No, not even early high school, middle school. I played those all in like a year. i i maybe two years but I loved them to death I played them so much and I still replay them to this day whenever I'm like you know what I need to solve some puzzles (laughs) granted I'm a little better at it now because I've solved the puzzles so many times even though I don't remember them off the top of my head when I see them again I go oh yeah the answer to this one was zero because I remember struggling over it (laughs) um For me, they have replay value. If you like the series, you like the vibe, you like the music, you like the story, you like the characters, they're going to have replay value for you as well. Um, If you've never played a video game before, I would also say that they're really good. Like like I said, I got into them because my mom bought the games for uh, her little white DS that she had. Um, And... She liked the games because she could solve puzzles and do it in her free time. And it was a very like therapeutic, very like, it's a a fun way to both like exercise your brain or just have a good time and make yourself feel a little smart. Um, Again, I was able to play all of these games in middle school. That's not going, I'm that smart. It's going, you can solve the puzzles, it's okay. And when you get stuck, you can just look it up. (laughs) Like the puzzles sound super intimidating. Like, I have to solve a logic puzzle every 10 minutes. And honestly, it does get to that point. I distinctly remember a point in. Every playthrough, doesn't matter, like, how recent I've played them, where I've gone, I'm not talking to anyone because I swear if I get one more puzzle, I'm going to throw my DS across the room. Uh, The puzzles, like, start off like, oh, that's super charming. I'm doing great. And then they fall into the, like, I just want to continue the story. Please no more puzzles. To the, like, it's the final battle. I just, I just want, I don't know. This puzzle is so hard. Um, To the end where you're like crying and going, it was so good. (laughs) At least that's what happened to me. I don't know if everyone feels that way about the puzzles. Like, I like them until I no longer want to do them. (laughs) Uh, Which was, uh, it's just, it comes with the territory. Okay, I gotta shut up. I gotta stop talking about these games. I could talk forever. For about them, and honestly, I might talk about them again and explain different plots in more detail, um, in in case and and I decide that I want to do a spoilery episode about Professor Layton games. I don't think I spoiled too much. The whole Luke talking to animals thing, maybe a spoiler, but he does it he does it a lot. So, eh. um, yeah, that's uh that's that. I love those games to death. And a lot of people haven't heard of them, mostly because it's 2021 and no one really cares about a DS game from 2007. But you know what? I care. <laughs> I care. I love them. Um, they're uh, they're a very... Um, they hold a special place in my heart, I guess. So I need to say goodbye. I need to stop myself. I did not have a script today. This was just me talking about a thing I like, which um, as I get more and more into the show, I think definitely kind of encapsulates what I want it to be. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you had a warm drink. It's a little chilly out there today. I hope you learned something new. I hope you maybe got to Hear about a thing you like by another person who likes that thing also. I don't know. If you've played Professor Layton, you're pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So my plugging time. I have the Hidden hidden Hobbies has a Twitter where you can DM me if you're like, hey, I liked the show. Or, hey, I would like to be on the show or whatever. Feel free to do that. The Twitter for Hidden Hobbies is at Hidden Hobbies RS. That's capital H, Hidden, capital uh, H, Hobbies, capital R, capital S. What are the RS for? It's a radio show, obviously. <laughs> um, there's also a Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, hey, hey, hi. I as- imagine most people Uh, listening are listening on Spotify if you're catching it live hey what's up I imagine most people are listening on Spotify though so um, if you don't already know Maybe you do, but the Spotify for Hidden Hobbies, just look up Hidden Hobbies. It should be by me, Hannah. Hidden Hobbies by Hannah. And you can find any past episodes you've missed or maybe you want to re-listen to. I don't really know why you would, but I try to upload um, I try to upload each episode as they come out. Um, as of right now, I have not uploaded episode three. I've been very busy, but I will upload both episode three and four very soon. Um... I think that's all I have to say about that. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope you all play Professor Layton, and I hope you all solve an ancient mystery. I hope you have a nice night. Thank you so, so much for listening. Um, Bye!